there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. So I am here with Laren Kelly. I'm so excited she's here and ready to talk with us today. She is an amazing person. She's a business coach and a brand development expert in the beauty industry, specializing in taking six-figure salons and med spas and turning them into seven-figure brands. She has helped generate over $27 million in new revenue in salons and med spas and helped one of them hit to be one of the 5,000 fastest growing privately owned companies. She's also a podcast host and her podcast is awesome. It's called Selling Social Podcasts. It's especially for female entrepreneurs that sell a product, service, or expertise and want to make more money online. And I would just say, Lauren, you are one of the most driven and creative and passionate people I know. And not to mention, you're just... So fun. And I, I wonder if we, to start our conversation, can share how we met because it's, yes. it's a funny story. <laughs> I'm like, and enthusiastic. I'm going to yes. be enthusiastic. I'm a firm believer <laughs> you in enthusiasm. You are enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes. Oh, my God. How long have we known each other now? Like 15 years? Oh, I think so. Because it was, I think it was like 2008. Yeah ish that we met. Yeah. Cause I graduated um, college in 2008. So I would have moved downtown and have just met you. Yeah. So you were actually my boss. <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> yeah. Cause you were, I was looking for a part-time job, um, just kind of wanting to do something, um, with, and, and not really had me much to do with my psychology undergrad degree. And I thought, what could be better than working in the front desk at a salon and getting a discount? And I, I mean, remember you interviewed me and I remember thinking you were like so professional and here I was just wanting to be your receptionist, but that's really how we met. And you were, you were managing a salon at the time, but what was fun about it is we got to work the front desk together sometimes. And obviously you were doing sometimes different things, but we got a lot of time together. It was so fun. Um, I remember so we had so much downtime. So we would sit at the front desk and just like have like deep conversations. And I so feel like, deep. yeah, I feel like, like sometimes I would be like, don't interrupt me <laughs> with <laughs> work. I'm in the, I'm in the middle of something here with Laren. <laughs> a client walks up to the front desk and we're like, no, we're in a deep conversation. But I feel we like, would, like that's, cash stuff out. Yeah. Like that's yeah. where my personal development journey started. And I remember I went, I was doing that four-week conference with my sister on the four agreements. And it was the first like real personal development book I read was the four agreements. And I would come back and like debrief it every week with you and like go through. You would like teach the course to me. (laughs) Yeah. And we would talk about why all of of those four agreements, what was so important and how we saw in our life. I mean, we would get deep. Yep. I loved it. It was the best. I remember also talking a lot about how we're both Geminis Uh and like horoscopes and I mean, we would, we would just would kind of feel and dreams and, <laughs> you know, looking back, it's so fun that you have a podcast and I have my podcast. And I honestly feel like we were like acting like we were on a talk show. Yeah. So it was like 2008 set the stage and now here we are. I mean, we would, I mean, we would just spend hours. Hours. I remember I was addicted to watching Regis and Kelly 
<laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would joke. Yeah. We would say like, we, we need our own talk show. And, and then look, yeah, at us. look at us. Look how far it's come. <laughs> I love that. And how, I mean, that's been like 13 years. A lot. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And now you're a mom. Um, I'm a mom and you are just like a salon business mogul. <laughs> you are. I mean, I could tell, I mean, I was, and to be fair, my being there, I really, it was like, I think part of it, I was in grad school and I was like doing my homework when I wasn't debating life with you if there was downtime. Um, and again, just so happy to get the salon discounts. But I mean, you were, you were there, like I could tell you were like on a mission and going places and you you would come in and you'd have moments where you'd be so inspired of all these ideas of what to do with the salon and just your level of professionalism. Even, I mean, we were young. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and I are You're like 22. I mean, yeah. I mean, you were like, you were way more professional than me. <laughs> I mean, but you, I could tell, but I could tell you were, you were going places. Like I knew that. Um, and I wonder, I mean, that just seemed like such a natural fit for you. Um, looking back, can you think of what got you interested in the beauty industry and just business in general? Cause to me, as just a friend and seeing you in that element, it was like, you were born to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like super innate in me to be an entrepreneur for one. Like I remember, well, one, I was named after a beauty cosmetic company. So people always joke like Laren cosmetics, like I was meant to be in the beauty industry. Um, but I re- Ever since I can remember, even in middle school when I was like 12, I had to do this exercise for class that was like we had to learn one new skill and take 80 hours of training for that semester in middle school. And I learned how to cut hair. And my mom was just like, oh my God, she's going to be a stylist. But then when I was in high school and I got my first job in a spa, I just was like, so inspired by one of the sales reps for Aveda at the time. And she just inspired me so much that that she was the reason and the owner of the spa because I saw how big it was. It was like a multi-million dollar spa. So I would interview her all the time and ask questions. And I was only like 16. And she was and the you one- you would interview her? Yeah. she was 16-year-old? Yeah. I would go wow. in and be like, uh, sit with her and go through all these questions. And she would just guide me. And she was just such a powerful mentor to me at a really young age. And she was like, you know, I wouldn't advise you to become a stylist. I'd advise you on the business side. So I went to business school. And then when I got out of business school, that's when I started working at Lux with you. And I just had like this massive desire inside of me. I can't even describe it. It's just like deep inside of me to like one, achieve success, but like build businesses. Um, And the beauty industry was just always there. It was like a creative outlet. I don't really see myself in any other industry. To me, it's so inspirational. It's creative. It's artistic. It's feminine. Um, yeah. All those things really just inspire me. And then being able to tap into that masculine energy on the business side, it's a good mix for me. A good balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I even remember you would, I mean, you were in so much more like business side meetings when we worked together. And again, this has been a number of years ago, but I remember sometimes you'd come back from those and you would be so pumped up. like you would come back and you would be like, so you would have like your notebook and you would have all the goals. And I mean, you were like a force to be reckoned with. I was so excited. Yeah. And I just, (laughs) I loved it. But you know, the boss that we had at the time, she would just knock all my ideas down. So that was Mm -hmm. a big reason why I left there was, uh, you know, when you're 22, 23, 24, you're like blossoming into this next level of your life. You need to surround yourself with people that are going to empower that and lean into that. I want to mentor you and guide you. 
So it was just one of those. I kind of had to just be my own biggest cheerleader and like empower myself to be like, okay, what does that next level look like for me? And trust that path. And well, I I guess, yeah, you had to at some point make a move and maybe you can kind of share what, how you knew it was time to move on to something else and, and kind of what you either learned about yourself or had to trust within yourself to do that. And what came after that role where we met each other? Yeah, I think, you know, I always say too, like God only, God will whisper for so long until he kind of just, you know, knocks it out from under you and tells you to make a decision. And that's right. kind of what it was. I kind of wanted to leave there for a long time. And I just kind of was putting it on the back burner until one day it was just like, um, I started at least pursuing other opportunities with L'Oreal. And finally someone came and just was like, Hey, we're recruiting you. There's a certain stylist that wants to work with you. We want you to introduce you to. And I think when you have to, you have to trust those moments when things come to you. I think there's right. a lot of times where we like force things or try to make it and make it ourselves or create it ourselves. But the things that come to us with ease and the things that come to us naturally are through other people are signs of when it's something is meant to be. And if I look mm-hmm. back on all the parts of my life that were like transformational for me and like shifted me to the next level, it was when somebody presented an opportunity to me and came to me um, yeah. versus me trying to seek something else. And that was one of those moments. And I got recruited to go help build the Matthew Morris brand here and was there for eight years and helped grow that one too. Was it that long? Yeah. Well, no, it was like, it felt like eight years. It was like seven years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But a long uh-huh. time. Yeah. What, can you share a little bit about that role or kind of what you, what that looks like, what you liked about it, what you learned doing that role for those seven years? Yeah. I think all of these years, like I, I in between there too, I had an opportunity to go work for Kerastos, which is like a luxury hair care brand and do education for some of the top salons in the Denver area. So I was 23 years old and had 47 accounts that I had to go in and teach education to. And I think what I realized is that makes you... Well, and I just want to say, there's not a lot of 23-year-olds that are doing <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I would imagine, I'm not entirely familiar with who would get a job like that, but I have to think that not it wasn't going to most 23-year-olds. Yeah. I mean, was that feedback you were getting Yeah, they, everyone felt like, yeah, I would just always hear like, you seem way older than you are. You have an old soul. Like right. you said, I was very professional and very like driven. Right. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't know. It's just so that would, that was what has always driven me is like working is like my identity. It's what drives me. It's what makes me excited. It's like helping other people become very successful excites me. And I, I look back on it and I'm so grateful for that whole time in my life because it made me grow up so fast. Like I had to learn how to work with so many different personality types, how to work, work with different owners and how they like um, how they work with their sales reps and their education. And then to be able to go work for Matthew Morris, I helped take it from 10 stylists to a hundred stylists in that time frame. So over that, I grew up real fast and learned how to like be a good mentor and how to lead teams and how to like put systems into place to create duplication. So a lot of that was just such growing pains. Like it wasn't easy, but like on social media, it looks glamorous, but behind the scenes, it was just like, hardcore. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to do a lot of work on myself to just like, like for, like we talk about all the time, like that personal development, the leadership development, like I had to do more work on myself than anything so that every day I could show up for all those people and give my best self to them. What was the thing that was the most, um, influential for your self-care during that time? Um, 
about three years in, I was just like going downhill fast. I was becoming very reactive to stress, very cranky. I was drinking every night. Like we'd go to events every single night. I was drinking wine. I felt terrible. And the second I like dove into wellness and started doing like cellular cleansing and transforming from the inside out and meditating was massive. Like I just started meditating and really focusing on like, how do I want to show up? What's the energy that I want to bring to a room? How do I want to embody this like white light, this aura that like irradiates a room so that people can feel that when they walk in? Because I started to get this feedback from people that I was intimidating or unapproachable. And I was like, this is not the leader I want to be. This isn't the mentor I want to be. This isn't, if I continue down this, this is not who I want to become. And so I had to take a step back and really be like, okay, what do I need to do to be showing up as my best self first? Well, and that's so great because I think that feedback would be hard to hear and it would be easy to feel defensive. Yeah, <laughs> right. so hard. Um, yeah, and and maybe that was over time, but I just love what you said. Like you, it's all about what you decided to do with it and, and that idea of almost like what intention you want to bring, what energy you want to bring into a room. I mean, that's what they yeah. say. Your energy speaks louder than your yeah. words and people can feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and visualizing yeah, but, like... A lot of people say, yeah, like you've achieved a lot of success, but what is that? Like how, you know, I'm like, but how often does somebody really sit down and visualize what they want and really visualize where they're going and how they're showing up and all of those things? And I mean, that took a while for me to really just like learn that process and reimagine what was possible and start to like write down my goals. Like I have very strict routines in my day, like still where it's like, I'm, I'm, locked into those routines because I know if I don't do that, then I'm not going to show up as my best self for other people. So you've maybe over time kind of really nailed down like the secret recipe for you to be your best self, to show up the way you want to show up and to be probably the most um, impactful and, and have the most, um, ability to reach your goals. What, what did it look like? I mean, it's pretty huge to grow a salon from 10 to a hundred. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. like, what percent is that? Like a thousand percent growth? <laughs> <It's> a <lot. laughs> yeah. It was like 400,000 to $6.5 million is insane. Oh it grew so fast. Like quicker than you imagined. Like, yeah. Did it- one of the, so one of the biggest things, this is a very big turning point in my life was about halfway in and I'm the type of leader I was, was somebody that wanted to take on everything. I wanted to do it all myself. I was like, nope, like don't give that to someone else. I got this. I wanted to just be that person. Like it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> and a mentor sat me down and was like, listen, the only way to grow to the next level is if you start to delegate and you start to lead leaders and put systems in place and start to grow a team. And I was like, yeah. no, I can't give other people things to do. <laughs> and it was this. What, what was the fear there? I just wanted credit. It was all ego. I wanted credit for everything. I wanted credit for doing this. And I wanted to be the one doing this. And I wanted to be thanked for this. It was all ego. And the second I released that ego and I started being like, there is more. And it was such masculine energy. And the second I released that ego and released, like started to step back into feminine energy and realized I wanted to be softer. I wanted to be a better leader. I wanted to be a better mentor. And I wanted to like oversee things. And I started to put a whole management team into place and realized like there's more power when I can lead people doing those things. It created so much more space for me to focus on myself. And then when I saw that shift of now me being a better leader, we went from 2 million to 5.5 million in one year. It was insane. Yeah. 
And I was like a different person. I like transformed. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, it almost feels counter a little bit like this feeling of like, I mean, I think about like a Chinese finger trap, right? Like you need to do so much and pull so hard and do it all. But the second you can release some of that, that's when. Yeah. Not not to mention that it gives you more time, right? That you could focus on the things that were your highest skill set and the things that were. Yeah. I went from like a hundred hours a week to like 20 hours a week working. And so, yeah, it created more space for me to like tap back within and be like, what makes you happy? Like all you've been doing is working and grinding. Like, what is it that you want to focus on now? And who do you want to become in this next level? And all of those things. And it just was transformative. Wow. What else came up for you? Other things you wanted to focus on coming off of like a hundred hour work week? I think, uh, just making time for the things that matter in life and creating more freedom and more space. Like I was single for years because I just was a workaholic, but everything from working out to making time for friends and family. Like I I realized the power of freedom, like time freedom and financial freedom. And I think that was a big turning point for me. All of a sudden when I realized like I was overseeing everything and I wasn't the one doing everything, I think there's a big difference for anyone that owns a business or works in a business is like if you're working in the business versus building your brand. And it's a massive difference once you put the systems in place to start focusing on building the brand on the outside perspective. But at the same time with my transformation, I realized there's more to life than this. And I woke up one day and I was like, I don't want to be here in five years. They offered me ownership of the company and I turned it down and there was, there was just so. Could you imagine like a few years prior that coming up and turning it down? I never would have. I I was like, that's my baby. I'm going to build this. I'm going to own this one day. Like it was my dream and I just changed. And it didn't, it wasn't as fulfilling. It wasn't as. I just, there's more to life. I'm like, life isn't meant to be like success. Isn't meant to feel like this. And that was a big turning point for me was when you're that exhausted and you're just, it it just wasn't fun anymore. And I think I, it served its purpose, but it wasn't meant to stay in my life forever. And I grew it to a point that it could sustain on its own. And I put the right systems in place that it could run without me. And I just hit that point where I was like, there's more out there. And I had also been introduced to network marketing at the time. And I think network marketing was a good vehicle to help me realize like there's so much more potential out there and there's so much more freedom you can create for your life without having to work somewhere every single day. And I saw that and that was like kind of the gateway drug that got me out of there to be like, okay, I want to create this life of entrepreneurship. But then over the last couple of years, that was four years ago, I made that that big decision. And it was like massive, like people were shocked when I decided to leave, but I just put my faith in God. I knew there was a bigger calling for me. And I like, I remember that day so clearly I would just like shut my eyes. I sent the resignation letter. I prayed on it so hard. And I was like, God, I know like you'll take the hands like of the wheel of my life. If I put my foot on the gas and I'm putting my foot on the gas Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to go and just tell me where to go next. And that was four years ago. And it's been a crazy journey. Wow. Was it, it sounds like you had a lot of peace about that decision. Did you? Yeah. I mean, it was was the hardest thing in the world at the time because it was like walking away from my community, my friends, like they were all my best friends and I lost a lot of people in the process. Did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't an easy decision. No, it was like a divorce. (laughs) I said, I hope this is the only divorce I ever go through in my life. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I can imagine all the fears around it, but the way you described that, you sounded very... I knew it was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Just a knowing inside. And I, my faith was stronger than anything. So it was like, you know, I walked away from a six-figure income to zero dollars, nothing. And I had to move out of my apartment. I moved in with my boyfriend's mom for a couple months. I just met Chris and I was like, by the way, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to move into your mom's (laughs) house for a couple months to get on my feet. And I just had, I, you know, I just like dug my feet in and was like, God's got me and he's going to light the path. And it was way harder than I thought it would ever be. But he, which, which part, like the actual building up your next business or just happen right away and it didn't. And I'm so glad, like when I was in it, it was so hard. I like cried every day having like an identity crisis because I went from like this, like thinking I'm this powerhouse, built this huge company, all this massive network to like nothing. And I, it was exactly what I needed. It stripped so much of my ego. It stripped so many old layers that were not meant to serve me anymore it wow. like gave me so much time to learn like all of these new skills in the world of online marketing and where this world is going. And at the time yeah. it was just like keeping me inspired. But now looking back, I'm like, all of that happened for a reason the last like three to four years so that I could like now come back even stronger. So now like when I coach people, now I have all those years experience before plus the last like three to four with online marketing. So it was just preparing me for the next level, even though I didn't realize it at the time. At the time, what yeah. did you have a business idea? Like when you, when you gave your resignation letter, did you, you knew you, something else was out there, but did you have an idea of like, this is the next thing I'm going to start? Or were you really just like, I know this isn't right for me anymore. And I'm going to trust that things will come. Or, I mean, did you know you wanted to do I, sort of what you started or what was that like? I, I knew I wanted to build something online. I knew I wanted time freedom. So I knew I wanted to build something that I could work from anywhere was a big one. I was tired of walking into the same space every single day. And I wanted to just have more of that flexibility and I wanted to create more impact. So a big thing I kept saying was, I don't want to impact a hundred. I don't want to manage a hundred people anymore. I want to impact thousands. And so I just knew that I saw the vision of where it was going. I just didn't know what those steps were. And I think that was the hardest part. Those first like year to two years was like, I would pray on it so hard and cry like all the time and just be like, God, I can't see the vision. And I think sometimes it's like God shows you the mountaintop, but he doesn't show you the steps or he shows you the steps, but he doesn't show you the mountaintop. And for me, I could not see the mountaintop. I could not see where I was going. And it was the first time in my life I couldn't see the vision and my whole life I could see that. And so it was so hard for me, but I was like, just take the next step. Just take the next step. What's being put in front of you? What light, how is he lighting the path in front of you? And I just kept on that. And it just, I mean, salons just started reaching out. I realized I was good at coaching. I realized I loved coaching and I was like, what am I doing? Like I should be paying all this knowledge that I've spent years in this industry building and be able to transform other people. So is that what you started doing? You started coaching other salons or is that, that's what it was, right? Well, I started in network marketing and I realized fast it wasn't for me. What, what did you not like? Well, I love, I love the products. I still use the products religiously and they've like transformed me, but, um, I, and I love the vision of creating passive income and residual income. I do believe that I'm a firm believer that everyone needs a passive income stream, but I just didn't. I just don't like the business. I just don't like it. There's I, yeah. I my business partner that I do 
my podcast with as a top income earner in network marketing. She crushes it. I think mm-hmm. it's amazing for a lot of people. It just, I didn't feel like it was using my zone of genius. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then when did, when did, when did it shift to coaching salons? Like a year in. Okay. Yeah, maybe even less. Salon started reaching out to me and um, so you didn't, this is like what you were saying before, you didn't really do any knocking on salon doors. You had people find you, seek you out. Yeah. I'm very grateful because the last like three <laughs> years I've never, I've maybe I promoted it on social media, like through testimonies, but yeah. I've never had to reach out to someone one time. Wow. It's all word of mouth or referrals. I've am so, so how grateful would you for actually, that. I mean, that's huge. And it says so much about you, right? That that sometimes maybe it's the energy, it's the reputation, it's your expertise. I mean, it's probably all of it. <laughs> but um, how would you actually describe that business now? Um, it's kind of merged to become more of like, like I do more brand, like I call myself a business coach, but to me, I'm more brand development. The businesses that come to me are either salons that either want to like convert from booth rent to commission or they want to grow multiple locations or now it's a lot of like service providers that are independent contractors that want to like launch online courses and create that passive income, or they want to take, take their expertise and turn it into education. Now I'm attracting a lot of med spas that are same thing, wanting to kind of rebrand. A lot of them want to just rebrand and create that energetic shift that people can feel online and like go to that next level. They just don't have a plan. They don't have systems. They don't even know what that next step looks like. So it's anything from like building out affiliate programs to compensation programs to email marketing campaigns, rebranding websites, photo shoots, all of it. So it's fun. It's so much fun. I love it. You're like, I know, I know people can't see your face, but you're like lit up <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it clearly, it sounds like it uses so many of your, I mean, it uses like all of your skills maybe. Well, my favorite part say? is I get to build it with my man, Chris, like he's a yeah. photographer and does website development. So like all of my clients, I get to do this like transformative photo shoot with him for new branding and content and he does their websites and I don't like, I'm just so grateful right now. Cause like we just moved into this new apartment and I'm just like, how is this real life? Like we worked so hard to get to this level to just like be able to work together every day and do what we love to do. And I just, it's such like a pinch me thing. I'm just so grateful. So grateful. That's amazing. Did you guys, uh, was the plan always to have a business together, the two of you? Yeah. Okay. We just didn't know what it would be. And it's just kind of evolved into this. We knew we wanted to create like freedom together. Like we wanted the work from anywhere lifestyle together. Um, When we have kids, we want to be able to travel and like, yeah, it's just the lifestyle we wanted to create together. Well, and it says a lot that you are, again, smiling so much talking about it. And I mean, so I think that wouldn't be the right thing for every like relationship either yeah. <laughs> to work. No. It's so close together. I mean, that's a, oh my God. not that if I asked my mom would good or bad yeah. or anything, but not just, everyone could that do wouldn't this. work for everybody. Yeah. My mom, I always ask my mom, what's the best relationship marriage advice? She said space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't think easy. every couple could do this. Yeah. Yeah. He's easy to be around though. So. That's great. I'm a lot. So (laughs) (laughs) how do do, you talked a lot about masculine energy, feminine energy, and of course that's not so much like male, female, but how do you guys balance out 
the two of you? Oh, such a good question. <laughs> because I have very strong masculine energy when I'm like in grind mode and like business, like blinders on that yeah. I've learned though, the second I walk in that door or the second work is done, like set it at the door and turn on your feminine energy. And I immediately yeah. have learned to tap back in and just be like the feminine little bubbly side of me that allows him to be like the man in the relationship and I'll cook dinner and like be loving and affectionate and, you know, playful. And like, yeah, I've definitely learned that balance and how important it is. But I've also learned over the years that there's more power in feminine energy. And I think a lot of women, we feel like we have to be powerful. We have to be in our our masculine energy, but there's more power when you're in feminine energy and come from a nurturing place in general. So I think just over the years too, I've released a lot of that energy in general. You know, I'm having this such like a deja vu moment almost because <laughs> I'm thinking about, gosh, this would have been 2008, 2009, somewhere in there, yeah. maybe 2010. But I distinctly remember a conversation where you said, I feel like I'm always in charge of things. And again, this was before your current relationship. Um, but we were talking about, you know, the kind of relationships we wanted. And you said, I want the kind of relationship where like, I make so many decisions all day. I want to come home and like, my partner's like, I got dinner, like dinner reservations made. Yeah. Like I can handle this part. And it sounds like that's some of it. Like, yeah. like that balance is there. And you talked about that like more than 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like how cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I, think, I think it's so important for anybody listening is, you know, I just had my sister's getting married in July and I had this conversation with her too. Is like, because she stays in her masculine a lot too from work. And I'm like, it is so important in your relationship to like, like it's okay to not be in control of everything. It's okay to not be in charge. It's okay to not make every decision, like release some of that strong energy and just breathe. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Breathing. Yeah. 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 Well, um, can you tell a little bit about your podcast, the Selling Social Podcast? Yeah. Which I've listened to. I I mean, some of it, um, I I mean, I think actually for me, I could learn a ton from that. And it's it's I think it's for people who have a business, but even people that just have something they want to get going and they don't know where to start. You guys have everything from amazing interviews to practical tips, even like tips for Instagram, which I love. It's really helped me. So can you kind of share what started that um, and just maybe share a little bit more about it? Yeah. First of all, podcasting is hard. Like I, I just want to give credit to you and anybody listening that started a podcast. It's harder than you think. And I thought it would be so easy. And I'm like, man, I suck at this. I, you know, like, it's, it's yeah, it's hard to get used to it at first and learn your podcast voice and how to interview. And I think that was some of the growing pains we experienced because I have a podcast host that does it with me, Sydney. And so ours were kind of hard at first of learning who's talking when and who asks the question when, and you don't want to talk over people and that kind of stuff. So it was kind of an adjustment at the beginning and we've kind of found our rhythm. I think... So our podcast is like, if you sell a product, sell a service or sell your expertise and you want to make more money online, so that's anybody, we're all selling something pretty much and everyone needs to leverage the online space. So I'm, I'm just so big with strategy. Like I want to make sure people feel those strategy, but then we also weave in like stories and guests. So like our quickies are always strategy and then our guest ones are always stories. 
and mm-hmm. so that they can find themselves in the stories just like this. And yeah. um, I love it. I love podcasting. Do you love podcasting? Well, I just find it's like, I, I've told my husband and friends too, like, I feel like it's like the perfect thing for me. Yes. <laughs> and, and I mean, our different kind of, um, I guess the topics are different, but there's a lot of, that's the same. And for me, I know I have a lot of varied interests. So the fact that mine's pretty broad is like, I can deep dive into this one thing for a while and then switch a topic like that just fits my personality. Yeah. But I find, you know, you think about the things in your life that like make you feel more energized after versus the things that like make you feel like an energy suck after. And every time, and I I feel like I'm still very new in this journey, but every time after I do it, I'm like lit up, like, which is again, That's kind a of huge the point sign. Of yeah. And I, I wonder how you feel like it's, you know, sometimes I do get nervous and sometimes, but I find every time after I do it, I'm like, on a high. Yeah. Like I'm like, I love it so much. And I'm wondering if that's kind of what your experience has been or well, I think how es- you describe. Especially for you, because you're like, have the like therapist background, the psychology background that it's like, you're so good at holding space to, to like allow people to open up to you. So it's like, also when you can interview people, it creates that space that allows them to open up, but then you have so much wisdom to offer. I think podcasting is a hundred percent for you. Um, <laughs> you're good at it. I think at first I would walk away being like, with this nervous feeling like, oh my God, should I be doing this? Like, am I good at this? Like questioning a lot of my own self-doubt, but now right. I'm, I get excited and lit up and I just love it. And I love seeing the people that we've attracted. And now that they're starting to like share on like content on social media and I can see who's listening, it makes me excited and the guests, like it always, it's exciting. Like yeah. we had a couple of our dream people that we put on the dream list of who would, we'd want. And we got who a couple. Who were those people? Lori Harder is a big one. If you're not following Lori Harder, make sure to go follow her. We had her on during Women's Week and the creative label. I love Des and Aisha. So they were two people or two groups of people that we were like, these are people we want. And we got them on and it was amazing. So it's yeah. it's fun to have those moments too. I love just listening to it. And I think I share this with you, but I'll hear you sometimes and I'll be like, oh, that's so layering. That's such a layering question. I'm like, she would say that. But it's 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 awesome. I mean, I, I'm just so glad you're offering it and it's been amazing to Same, see you think, too. what you've done in, in a short amount of time. Um, were there, so I guess, what do things look like now? You're, okay, you're doing the podcast, you're doing your, I guess I'm struggling with even what to call your um your salon coaching, coaching just coaching. Business, coaching. Yes. I do all coaching. one-to-one coaching. Okay. Um, so doing that and then, um, like what does a day in a life look like? I mean, you talked about how f- important freedom is and maybe days vary. I'm, I'm imagining, but can you give us a sense of what, what it looks like for you now? Yeah. Like, uh, the last six to nine months, I probably put way too much on my plate. And so I'm actually in a period right now where I'm kind of restructuring. So the last like nine months, especially I've had 12 one-to-one clients and I do two hours coaching every single week with each client, which is crazy. So literally Sunday through Thursday, I do two to three coaching calls every day. So my day is like pretty maxed. And then I do implementation and social media stuff. So some of the implementation might be if we're designing their website, I'm helping like the layout with that or social media content and 
email marketing, mapping out their framework, stuff like that. So those are like all my coaching days. And then Fridays is podcasting. And then Saturdays I take off and then it starts back over on Sundays. So like right now I'm just like maxed and exhausted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a lot of energy giving and giving and giving. So now starting like next week, pretty much I've restructured and I'm just going to do two days coaching for one hour every other week. Cause there's so much more that needs to be implemented, implemented. So I'm going to do every other week is coaching every other week is implementation. And that gives me five days open every week. So then I'm going to start building out Amazing. courses and do an online portal there. There's like this massive shift. So the past couple of years, the knowledge-based industry has been huge, but it's really moving into self-education industry, like the self-education mm -hmm. era. And I'm actually in this whole mastermind course this week right now with um, like Dean Graziozzo, Graziozzi and Tony Robbins and all of them. And they're, they're really stressing it too, that the world is moving to self-education. Like people don't want to go to college anymore. They don't want to take four-year degree and they feel like they're coming out of it behind and mm -hmm. they're not learning fast and enough. it's expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> it's putting people in right. debt and they come out, they feel like they're left behind. It's taking too long. People want speed. Right. They want to learn from their peers and they want to go fast. So right. a lot of it's this online courses. So that's the direction I'm going next is I'll always have one-to-one, -one, but I'm going to restructure it. So then I offer masterminds and group coaching and then build out like everything in online courses too. So people can go faster and at their oh, own no. speed. So. And and that goes back to what you were saying about at your other job where it's systems and it's, it's letting you, cause there's a limit of how much you can do with clients yes. if you're doing everyone two hours a week. And this gives you so much more potential reach. Well, and I, yeah, I started my own company to have more freedom, but I feel like a prisoner right. to my own schedule right now. And I did it to myself, <laughs> you know, and like, I can't even take a week off right now. Cause I'm like, I don't have anywhere to put these people. And I'm like, that wasn't the purpose. The purpose is to help these people like skyrocket their business, but to create more freedom for my life. And there's other ways of doing that. So that's why I'm like, it's time to restructure and it's time to create like the online portal and the systems in place that can make this go faster and reach more people because there's only so many hours I have wow. in the day too. And not everyone can afford one-to-one right. -one coaching either. So it can also give them like some space to like, be like, I just want to invest in this smaller course, not the whole thing. So they can go at their own right. speed based on their budget too. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, that's awesome. So that's kind of your newest yeah. project. So I'm so excited for just like this next shift and this next chapter and everything I've been learning. And it's a lot of stuff what I'm working on with clients too, is like, how do they take their knowledge and expertise and move it online? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to check it out to yeah. see what you're doing. Yeah. So what, um, I mean, you've touched on a lot of this, but if you had to kind of look back you know, professional, but also personal and wellness and all the things that help to take care of yourself. What are the things that if you really had to boil it down, the things that make you feel the most alive, the most lit up, the most excited? A hundred percent. Like my faith is what keeps me going and like is just everything to me. Um, the hard moments, the good moments, the exciting moments, like my faith is hands down the most important thing. And like Chris and I being able to like pray together and like we go down to this bridge and like our whole journey is on this bridge that we go to and like pray on it being like, what's next? Aww. Guide us on this path. And it's those little yeah. things that just excite me and keep me going. And then it's obviously the big things that's like the masterminds that I've been, I've invested over 
I'll be honest right now, actually transparent. My parents have been really hard on me lately because I haven't invested in a house and I'm in my 30s. And I'm like, I've invested over $40,000 the past few years in masterminds and group trainings and courses and education. I'm like, to me, like I'd rather put my money there because that's what excites me. That's what drives me. That's what lights me up and keeps me going and knowing I'm going to make more. And your value too, it sounds like. It's going to come back times 10 later on and I can buy my dream home in the future um, when I want to, but I would rather invest in my education right now because that's what keeps me going and lights me up right now. And that's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, are there any particular, and some of it, I wonder if some was more business, some was more personal development. Has it been a mix of what you've, I mean, that's a ton of time and money and energy you've invested in your own development. Yeah. It's like amazing. Group mastermind. So if you ever, if anyone listening, if you ever get an opportunity to join like a business or group mastermind, they're huge. The support is huge. The network you build is huge. Um, yeah. I mean, so many people offer things. So if you're following someone online and they just really inspire you and they've proven it, they've gone first already and they offer things like this, like invest in them for sure. I'm currently in Fast Foundations with Chris Harder. So if you're listening, follow Chris W. Harder on Instagram. He is like a game changer um, on every level. For, on every level. Business. So for people that is it so I was going to say is it business specifically or is it does it translate to anything mindset relationships creating the life that like you're not working so hard but like you're also enjoying life all of it like they're just very good him and Lori Harder are really good role models in my life um yeah I think I mean all of that but the little stuff every day excites me like moving to this place with Chris and like just him in general I just love him so much. Like I'm like, we could be as broke as ever or rich as ever or abundant as ever or travel the world. Like I don't care where we are in this world. Like as long as I'm just with him, I'm just the happiest person ever. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, so. that's so amazing. Oh, I feel like I need to, I, I actually have never met him. I know. I need to meet we him. need to go on a double date. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, what do you feel like? I, I want to, I'm going to flip this back at you. Um, okay. <laughs> what makes you most alive and happy right now? I mean, definitely my family. I mean, I have two little boys and they are just so the cute. best, the absolute best. And I, in particular with my youngest right now, he is just like, we call him a Zen baby. He just is like, he's such an easy baby. <laughs> like we joke that we're going to forget him somewhere because- <laughs> He just like, it's actually really scary. Like he just will hang out. And, and the other part would be, I mean, I love working with people that I work in a therapeutic setting. Um, but then I like this podcasting thing too. And so I think if I were to boil that all down, I would say just the ability to like get to know people's stories and feel like be a part of that and, and And share it to other people. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all that. And I, I do love food. (laughs) I love food. Me too. Me too. That excites uh, me too. Yeah, exactly. If I could ask you one other yeah. thing, I mean, you, I mean, you're just, you really are so inspirational and in that, again, we used to talk about old soul stuff back at the Lux front desk. And I mean, you are, you are wise. And I think the amount of knowledge you have far surpasses like your, your age and everything like that. But it, so I think there's a lot you could say probably, but if you had to look back on your professional life and your personal life over, at least since I've known you, 
What do you think has been like the biggest lesson you've learned? Um, when I left the salon and to putting myself first, every, every single person in my life would have stayed. It was comfortable. It was safe. I had spent years building it and a lot of internal stuff just started to happen between my bosses and it went against my integrity and my faith and who I am as a person to the core. And everything in me was like scream. My soul was screaming to like leave. And it's like, trust your intuition. Like when, Mm -hmm. when you know something is wrong, you have to trust it. And it was the hardest decision I've ever made in my life. And now looking back, I'm like beyond proud of myself for making that decision when it was so hard. And then seeing where I'm at today and what I've built from nothing, I'm just so proud of myself for it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you're such a hard worker. And I hear what you're saying, trying to like ease off the gas on that a little bit to have more, but you are, you're a, you are a hardworking person and, and you, you mean, you put all of yourself into things that you're doing. At least that's my, um, my sense of you. And is there anything else you've learned about you as a person? Oh, just that resilience. I I would always Mm -hmm. say, like, I'd always say how much faith I had. And my mom called me out one day and was like, I get where you're saying like faith in God, but she's like, you have faith in yourself. The fact that you could make that decision and then follow through on it. A lot of people would have quit long before and gone back to what felt safe and easy with like a steady paycheck Mm -hmm. and a good job. And she's like, you just dug in and made the sacrifices, like a lot of sacrifices for a lot of years, just being like, nope, I see the vision. I see the vision. Like, and Mm -hmm. like Chris was in it with me for a few years to be like, no, I believe in you. Like all, like he covered, like, he's just amazing. So, um, Yeah. yeah, I think I just learned my own grit and resilience and that you can literally manifest anything in your life. If you're willing to like work just as hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think just also the ability to listen to that, yeah. the vo- whether it's a voice you get or just an internal gut sense or feeling mm-hmm. of like that. I think we've all had those feelings around certain people or certain situations where you're like, this does not feel right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's hard. And especially when a place that feels comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, Laren, I, I mean, you're just you're the best, <laughs> the absolute best. How can people find you? Well, and first of all, thank you so much because I'm so proud of you and I love this podcast and I'm so proud of you. So thank you so much for even asking me to be on. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. You guys could. I mean, enthusiasm, you you really do. <laughs> I always have enthusiasm. I mean, you have to have, you have to have enthusiasm to do the things you've been doing. Yeah. It's a natural fit. I feel like the number one superpower, if you could ask someone what's the number one superpower to success, it's enthusiasm. You think? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be enthusiastic to like build relationships, get opportunities, get ahead, like be in a relationship, personal stuff. All of it is linked to enthusiasm. So it makes people stand out. If you're not excited about what you're doing, why would anyone else? Exactly. Yep. It's like number one sales strategy. Um, yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out most. I'm at Laren Kelly, L-E-R-I-N-K-E-L-L-Y. And shoot me a DM. I'd love to like hear who's listening. Yeah. And, and your podcast again, what's it Selling called? Selling Social Podcast. So we're at Selling Social Podcast. Yeah. So everyone should check it out. Thank you. And Laren, I can't wait to hear what else is yes. in store for you. Thank you so much. 
so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle at enthusiasmdiaries.com. <laughs>